Welcome to Painting Corners, your weekly podcast for all things baseball. Now, here are your hosts, Austin Hartsfield and Dave Kwiatkowski. All right, Jordan. So we have the lovely Seattle Mariners here. A little bit of a turmoil going on there. Nightmare. But nightmare is a good word as well. But <laughs> they got to throw a team together on opening day. And we get, we're going to start from the backstop. You got two guys on the contract. We got Navarez and we got Freitas. Are either mm-hmm. of them going to be playing? Are they going to be splitting time? Do you go out and get a free agent? Is there someone in the pipeline? What's your thoughts on the catching situation? Uh, so obviously, uh, it's a very personal uh, uh, situation here. It's my, my truly my favorite player, Mike Zanino, was the first one to go this offseason, and I'm sure we'll get to that uh, a little bit later. But uh, once Zanino was gone, they lost Chris Herman on waivers. Uh, I knew that someone had to catch that was not David Freitas. And David Freitas, bless his heart, uh, this is a guy that I watched uh, when he was coming up with the Nationals. I remember seeing him. Uh, in low A, and I was like, David Freitas, all right, here's this guy. He was never a prospect. And then five years later, I was watching him on my favorite team in the big leagues. I was like, what? How the hell did this happen? Where did this guy come from? I remember watching him in Hagerstown. Uh, but David Freitas is great, but he is the ultimate backup catcher. Omar Narvaez, meanwhile, uh, he can he can hit, and catchers suck at hitting. So uh, I know he's a lot worse defensively than – he uh, then Mr. Zanino, who I will miss dearly. But uh, I think Narvaez is basically going to be the everyday guy. Uh, I think uh, DePoto likes that he is young, that he's cost controlled. And I think that even though he struggled with defense so far in his big league stint, they're going to want to give him a chance to figure out how to catch uh, some of the younger guys on the staff, like, you know, the Sheffields and, and Gonzalez's of the world. So I think at some points it might be ugly, but I'm pretty sure it's mostly going to be Narvaez. And honestly, it's fine with me because a lot of the free agent catchers I have no interest in, especially if they're not going to win in 2019. So fine with me. I'm hopeful that this this offseason, as we'll talk about in larger uh, context, this, this frees them up to to spend more in, in the next couple offseasons. That's what I'm hoping for as well. But, uh, but we'll see. But we'll see. Yeah, and Raleigh's still, I mean, Raleigh's not even going to be ready, apparently, until 2021, so there's not a prospect back there, so you kind of got to roll with the two that are on the roster right now, unless they want to sign yeah. somebody else. I mean, no, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, I, they'll probably sign some other, just like upper level depth, but like, I, it was crazy, because when, when Zanino was gone, and then Chris Herman was another like solid backup when he was claimed on waivers, like, I was like, who the hell was catching a AAA last year? And it was like, it was guys I'd never even heard of. And I'm following this team on a regular basis. They're calling up guys from Everett. Like, so, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, there's no actual depth there. Cal Raleigh, I, I am a fan of him. Wasn't there, wasn't there a catcher that, like, retired mid-September on that roster? Oh, yeah. So, that was right. So, that was the thing. Mike Marjima. Uh, oh, there. wow. I forgot about him. Mike Marjima, who's now doing, like, super awesome work with his foundation, like, basically educating people about eating disorders. This is, I know, a huge, crazy tangent, but Mike Marge was an awesome guy. He, we've interviewed him before. Um, but basically, he was the backup on opening day. And, not, sorry, he was the catcher on opening day because Zanino was scratched like three hours before opening day. <laughs> so so he was actually catching on opening day, but then he decided to retire. He was older. I mean, he's been in, in pro ball forever. Uh, but he decided to to retire in the middle of the season and, and pursue his his basically his foundation, which is which is awesome. I mean, Mike's an awesome guy, but that was an unexpected turn that does not happen to the average organization. I would say, no, definitely not. Uh, let's but go. Seattle's no average organization, so we can see that. I I know that's what keeps it fun, right? Nothing better than an athlete using his platform for good purposes. Let's put it that way. Oh, dude. Absolutely. But yeah, and I, I highly, if you, if you're unfamiliar, he's, he's just doing really, really awesome stuff. So shout oh, out to great. Mike. That's great to hear. Let's go to first base. Two guys that you really like. One guy that's Carlos Santana and a guy that I don't think Dave or I have ever heard of. And Carletta. Is it Joey Carletta? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carletta, I am not not familiar with. Ryan okay. Healy, though, that, that's my guy. But Carletta, not so much. Yeah, yeah. So so Ryan Healy, I was 
excited when he came over from Oakland last year. I knew he was kind of a volatile profile, doesn't walk. Um, he was, I mean, he was a terrible third baseman. And that's why he's at first now. But he's an athlete. He's always shown good power. I've always been a fan of him. And then this year, had some hot streaks, but kind of an infuriating hitter. Like, when he's cold, he just really, really sucks. Uh, so, yeah, but then they've got, they've got Vogelbach, who I don't think could be playing first base. And they've got now Carl Santana, who's still good. I, I like Carl Santana in a regular context, but in the context of this 2019 Mariners team that is not going to be doing much, I just don't know why he's, why he's there. So I imagine that Jerry having gone out and acquired Healy, who still has, you know, four or five years of control left, like he wants to believe in him. And I think he's going to give him a shot. I could see maybe it's Healy. Vogelback platoon with Santana DH. If Santana does indeed make it to spring training (laughs) with the Mariners. Um, And then Joey Trelet is a really interesting guy. They actually got him from the Phillies for uh, switch-handed pitcher Pat Vendit. Oh, Uh, it was that's where he went. Yes. So when I mean I know Vendit's been traded a million times, but uh, when they traded him when he was briefly with uh, the Mariners, they traded him to uh, the Phillies in spring training of 2017, and they got Joey Curletta, who was just kind of in the low minors. Uh, He was originally with uh, with the Dodgers, but then. Uh, he came uh, with the with the Phillies as well, um, so uh, it's it's been it's been it's it's been a but he had a huge year. He had a huge year this year uh, in the minors. He had twenty three homers uh, in Double A. So he's kind of an older guy. Uh, he's been been in, in the minors since twenty twelve. He's twenty four, um, which I guess is not an older guy, but for a prospect, that's why you've never heard of it because he's not really ever been like a top prospect. But yeah, not a big blue name chip yeah, prospect. But uh, but he was one of the best better hitters in the minors. One had uh, kind of uh, one of the biggest breakout seasons. I know a little bit old for Double A, but he's certainly going to start in Tacoma, and I imagine that he could see the big leagues at some point. But like, if that happens, it means that like again, Vogelbach's not being given a shot. Healy sucks, and Santana is you know there MIA. playing well yeah, yeah so i i so i i and of course jay bruce right we haven't even talked about jay bruce so um so i assume he'll start in tacoma and i think if he continues to crush i guess they'll try and give him a shot but um he certainly won't be there uh to start the season yeah that makes sense i mean if i had to like peg it i would say if i had put money on it let's say i'd say Healy's going to be your first baseman i think vogie's going to be your dh and i think they move on from santana i don't think he makes it to the spring training he can really help out a team, and he was a little low on the average last year, but he hit for good power. He had some good stints as well. I just don't think Philly was the right fit for him. So mm-hmm. his contract yeah, didn't make good. sense from the beginning. No, it didn't, and the contract isn't bad. I mean, twenty twenty one's a club option, yeah. so who cares? Twenty million this year, twenty million next year. But if he can bat two fifty with pop and play DH, play first base, I feel there's a lot of teams out there that would take that money. No, I mean, I agree, except that, like, somehow the Mariners were, the, like, I, I would think so, too, except that, like, why is he on the Mariners? Why couldn't they find someone else to trade him for? So, And that's the other thing. It's almost like it's either they think he's going to be a part of this team or Philly yeah. said, you, you got to take him type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's he's a tough, a tough kind of puzzle to figure out, but... uh but uh, he's, I mean, I think he's still good. I, I, I still think Carl Santana is good. Again, it's really just more in the context of the team. Yeah, no, I think I think he's good too. And I think I think you're right, though. I think he's going to be a Healy, Vogue, you know, platoon, and then Santana at DH to start out the year. Especially, like, like if the whole point um, that Jerry's kind of been pushing is, like, we want all these young, you know, 24, 25, 26-year-olds to be kind of playing together and coming up, like, then that's, you got to give Healy and Vogie a shot. Like, you got to let them try to do that. And, like, Carl Santana blocking those at-bats is just not good. So, yeah. Yeah, agreed on that. Uh, how about second base? I mean, I'm a big fan. I know Austin is as well. D. Gordon, I think he's a phenomenal athlete. Uh, you know, one of the few guys in the league. He reminds me of a DJ LeMahieu with the bat, where he just hits for average, but he's fast. Billy Hamilton speed, very unique. Great contract on him. Move from center field to second base. Does he stay at second base, or do you throw him back in the outfield? Well, here's the question: What are the chances that he makes it to opening day? That's an even better question. Uh, D. Gordon was a terrible, terrible, terrible hitter in 2018. <laughs> so, um, I believe that he's not that bad uh i believe he's 100 percent staying at second base they have no other better option with cano gone um and they got malik so he'll be playing center 
Uh, so I'm excited to watch him play second when Cano is out. Like D Gordon is a badass second baseman, and uh, oh, he's, he's, very he's an all star second baseman defensively yeah. for sure. And uh, Perry Hill came over, uh, from the Marlins, who is the coach that basically made him into a gold glove second baseman. Uh, so he'll be on the Mariners coaching staff this year. So that reunion, I assume, will definitely hop out. And honestly, I mean, we'll get to JP Crawford, but I, I think he'll D Gordon will probably see some time at short also. Um, which is kind of not great because he wasn't great there with the Dodgers, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him get some time at short uh, as well. But but generally, I think, honestly, this is about as locked in as it is outside of Hanniger and Seeger. But uh, I think this is pretty much a no-brainer. Now, in terms of whether he makes it, I just think he was such a bad hitter. I don't think the market is really there for him to be traded. Maybe at some point in midseason, but right Did now... Did he have like, a lot of strikeouts, was it? Because he batted like 260-something, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, but that's... But he just... He literally... he Okay, he walked nine times. That's true. He did only walk nine times. He <laughs> so, did. He did. Like he but literally he ran he didn't like strike one out. of the lowest walk yeah. rates ever. Yeah, but it, it doesn't was. matter. Like, like you can't because the thing is, is D Gordon, like he, you know, he's stolen sixty bases uh, a lot, but you have to hit like three twenty. You have to be getting on base to some degree. But I mean, the, the OBP was all the way down to two eighty eight. Like, yeah, it was very some, low. And as we just saw, the Reds non tendering Billy Hamilton. Like, there's a point at which your speed is relevant if you're literally never on base. So, um, I think they're going to give him a shot to, to bounce back. And and I'm optimistic. I, I love watching D Gordon play, uh, but I I would be surprised if anybody trades for a player like him. You got to uh, get on base to steal bases. Like that's at least plain yeah. and simple. Yeah, it's true. And it's just he's a he's a weird hitter. Hitter. It's like he'll hit twenty doubles for you. He'll hopefully normally he's either going to bat two sixty or three hundred. It's like yeah. every other year. But right. the walks are a bad thing. And but he doesn't strike out too much in all considering, yeah. which is nice. Always under a hundred. Yeah. But yeah, the walks are bad. But yeah, I I think he'll be there too. I don't think he'll get traded for now. You never know at the deadline, but that's that's a while away. So like you were just saying, he's locked in there along with your other guy on the other side of the infield, Seager at third base. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he'll be there. Yeah. Seager, I mean, I don't know if we want to just skip to third now, but I, yeah, I mean, Seager, like he probably would have been moved also had he not just had like the worst season of his career by a significant margin. I mean, the guy who was about as consistent as it came in terms of both staying on the field and putting up similar numbers every season. That's why he got the, uh, the hundred million dollar extension that he did. And it looked like a great deal basically still did even leading up to now. So um, he was just a mess the whole season for all kinds of reasons, had some minor injuries here or there. I, 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 he's not, he's not like broken. I think he'll come back to being fine. He's not, he's not a superstar. I, I don't know if he'll ever make another all-star team. Uh, but uh, I think that Kyle Seeger is fine. And I'm sure that if they can get him back to decent production, then he'll probably be traded also. But, I think um, I think I read that him and Felix are the only ones left from opening day 2015. That, well, he, they're the only ones left from the 40 man. I don't know. They're the only ones left from the 40 man that DePoto inherited at the end of uh, 2015. So, wow. That that's, is that's incredible. That was <laughs> three that's years. A skill. That's a skill. I know. Trader Jerry, baby. Uh, really well, oh, I will also say... I haven't thought about this because I haven't actually watched him in a while. Kyle Seeger is badass on defense too. He his defense has gotten better as his offense has gone in the toilet, and uh, for that I appreciate. Yeah, I mean I'll, I'll just I'll just give him a, give him props there. But, hey, do that. I'm my favorite player in the MLB is JBJ. So Jack mm-hmm. Bradley Jr. is my guy. I'm all about defense. Certain positions as well, catcher, center fielder. I think are throwaway positions. I think you need defense there. But Seeger, he he's always been interesting to me. I think it, in on a smaller market team, that's where he got that big extension. It makes sense. He can kind of be the face of it, and he can be there. Like you said, very like solid average. You knew what you were getting out of him every year. You're getting 20 to 30 home runs, 260 to 275 hitter. You know, But last year or so, he's definitely fallen off. I don't think he's broken either. I think he gets back. I think you know a little bit of Ryan Healy, Kyle Seeger, kind of the same thing, where when they get streaky, they get streaky. I think he's going to trend upwards, though, coming into this year. Yeah, no, I'm 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 optimistic. I mean, he just had the the track record just would not indicate that he would suddenly be terrible. Like Healy never really proved himself to a point where we really know what he is. But um, I mean, Seager had you know five straight seasons of being consistently above average and healthy and on the field. And oh yeah, he still. I mean, he still. I mean, it's crazy. He still played 155 games, but he was definitely hurt for a lot of those. Um, so yeah, he's a warrior. He plays banged up. He doesn't really care. 
So, uh, so yeah, but he, you know, I, I, I love Seager. I mean, I've gotten so used to watching him more than anybody, obviously, since I've been an Ems fan. So uh, I, I hope that he can turn it around just for his sake because uh, he is still really good when he's on. So the way this is going, I have a feeling that I'm not going to like what you have to say about the next position. <laughs> I yeah. adore J.P. Crawford. I have for a long time. I just wish I could teach him to hit again because he's yeah. basically forgotten how to hit it, like, entirely. It's it's yeah. not even close. So what's going on at, at the shortstop position? Yeah, I mean, oh boy, uh, I don't really <laughs> let don't it really rip. <laughs> just, uh, he's just like, do I want to be mean to Austin? Just rip his heart out right now? Like, just, just ruin mad, me? I don't like... know. <laughs> like I've been the low guy in Crawford for a long time. Like even when he was kind of crushing it, he's just had such a strange trajectory, you know. He had that situation where, like, this was, like, two years ago where he was just sucking in the upper minors. And then, like, Baseball America, like, wrote something like, J.P. Crawford sucks. And then he's like, oh, yeah. And then he was just amazing for the next two months. And and then he basically, like, admitted, like, yeah, I was doing it to prove these idiots wrong. I was like, what is going on? Anyway, this past year, though, has was basically just, like, such a messy situation there was a good piece i don't know if it was on the athletic or if it was somewhere else that uh just about his weird 2018 season and ultimately um while it does look like he forgot how to hit he was also dealing with serious injuries and like this is just a great change of scenery guy and it's some it's a cliche that i have not totally bought into for the longest time but like i also do think that there's something to it uh that doesn't mean that just leaving makes you better but like Clearly, with what the Phillies are doing and where they were heading, and all the rumors of Abichado, all the rumors clearly they wanted to get something more experienced, like just wasn't going to work there. And this is the kind of thing where it's like, all right, dude, like go prove it somewhere else. And he's hopefully going to be motivated to be like, all right, I was a top five prospect in baseball not that long ago, and there was a reason for that. And uh, it kind of just motivates him to get back to the JP Crawford that was that good. Um, still a little weird for me because he has been in the big leagues a bit and has shown some struggles and like it's not like you're getting a guy that has never made the big leagues and you have six years of control like he's you know i think it's four or five years of control it's a little different i know that's not everything but um it's a little shaky it's very risky and i think that trade still looks just kind of crappy right now but if you believe in jp crawford like i can understand falling in love with him as as, you know you just said austin like (laughs) you you love him like I, i get it uh, I've never been a fan, but uh, I'm optimistic just based on him being in a new place. He had such a weird situation this year, too. With I mean, when Kingry was going, and that was going to become a problem because you know that the Phillies are going to bring in an, an infield guy, basically. You know that they're going to mm-hmm. bring in an infield guy in the tw- in this offseason, and you and Kingry are going to have to battle for a position, basically. And that can't have Kingery just got the contract. Yeah, (laughs) it's like you have to. Kingery all this money. You're not gonna win that. (laughs) Yeah, so it was it was hard, Um, and 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 he was hurt a lot. So it was it was just he just never found his footing there, and that was basically true from the beginning anyway. So I just hope he doesn't turn out like jerks and profile. Just just that's that's what looks. That's what I think it's gonna trend into. I I'm a huge Gene Shigera fan. I think he's one of the like unspoken heroes of the MLB, if you want to say it. Like I, I put him in the same category. I put him in the same category as like Jose Ramirez as the type of player contract comparable. Yeah, I mean <laughs> he's a poor man. That's I love I love Gene. Uh Gene is underrated and I look forward to him being more appreciated. Um it is also hard to get to a fifth team uh by the time you're 27 if you're not at some point pissing off some people along the way i love gene segura and i support him and i love watching him on the field and i this is not i'm not trying to blast his character um i clearly was not meshing in seattle anymore um and uh, and it made sense with obviously what they're doing with all these other moves so it's a little disappointing they couldn't get more for him because i do agree with you he's an underrated player but um but you know it was what it was yeah, and I, I think that's the the theme, at least for me, is that, you know, and we'll get into it a little bit later, but just you want to make the trades, they're fine, but I think the return for almost all their trades were not good. So it's 
it's almost well, it wasn't enough, I should say. And and one of the guys they got back as we'll we'll jump out of the infield and we'll head to the outfield is a a corpse in Jay Bruce, which uh, <laughs> I'm assuming will be limp, like you said before, limping out there. Malik Smith oh. is going to be out there. Is Hanger Hanager Hanager? How do you not know? He's going to be out there. How do you not know how to say Hanager's name? Like, oh, oh, wow! You're breaking up, Austin. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, um, so <laughs> Hanager, Malik Smith, and Jay Bruce. Is that your starting outfield for for this year? Uh, unless they trade Bruce and it's just Ben Gamble, but yeah, I mean, Malix is awesome. I love Malix. Malix, uh, people were doubting him. Uh, you know, he had a kind of high BABIP this season with the Rays, but Malix is an amazing person and an amazing player and I'm a big fan of him. So I'm, I'm excited to have him in center. Hanniger is also like a top 10 outfielder in the league. So yeah, I really like Hanniger. Uh, so we saw should. a lot of, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Austin and I are Red Sox fans. We saw a lot of Malik Smith. Uh, you know, with the Rays. A little too and... much of Malik Smith, actually. <laughs> yeah, a little too much. Span, another one. Span killed us, man. And he was he was another good ad yeah. for you guys. I really liked that move last year. And and Cologne was a, a good ad as well. But, yeah, I mean, I really like Malik Smith. I, I think Hanniger is unreal. Cost-effective guys. I mean, same exact contract. Four more years of control. Do you think Jay Bruce makes it? Or do you think they trade him for, you know, a lower-level prospect just to get him off the team? I don't know. I mean, <sighs> It's tough. If I had to pick who is less likely to be on the team, it's probably Santana. Like, I think it's going to be easier for them to move Santana. Um, but I don't know. I ah, It's tough to say. I, I mean, like, whatever. Like, Jay Bruce is, he's, like, okay. Like, I mean, maybe you guys have to Do you guys know how old Jay Bruce is? Like, if you had to guess. He's I feel like he 32. Would have it. Like, if you have it up already, then fine. No, I don't. No, 32. 32. Like, I feel like he was in Cincinnati like 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> come on. So, so yeah, 30, so he's he's will turn 32. Oh, in, my in God. Hey. How is he that young? Like, <laughs> That's the thing, right? That's the yeah. thing, right? So, so he's been – and, like, Jay Bruce is, like – it's weird, too. Like, the dude hit 36 homers last year. Like, he's – he was. It's he, just that he like. This is just what we think of when people go to the Mets and they suck. Yeah. They show up it's and the Mets like, oh, well, their career's over. Yeah, right? I mean so that's like, what Cano's that, going to do. Basically, he's going to close his eyes and just go out there at this point. Well, well, so like whatever we're going to talk about the Mets, but like I don't think Jay Bruce. He certainly looked pretty terrible in 2018. Um, and he was on the field. I'm not. I'm not optimistic. I don't think he's going to help them that much. But like. Like, whatever. The dude has been, you know, dude's going to get to 300 career homers. A guy, like, he's been, he's been fine. Like, he's, like, it's, it's again, it's just, it's a worse version of Santana where it's, like, even if he is a decent version of himself where, like, last year he was good for the Mets and then they traded him and then he came back. Like, you know, even if he's that version, it's, like, who cares? Like, it doesn't do anything for them in 2019 besides block younger players. So, He's not really blocking anybody in left, so it's like who cares? Like whatever. Like I like Ben Gamble. I don't think he's an everyday player anyway. Um, but but yeah, like he'll be out there. It's not going to be pretty defensively, and you know he'll probably hit hit, hit two forty with twenty eight home runs. It's like cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, just hey, you know what though? Those numbers would get you something decent at the deadline, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, right. That's the thing. That's the thing. And if they don't try to move him before that, it's not. It's not a good contract for what you're. It's just not the kind of player that the teams really want to get right now. But hey, man, I watched Raul Labanyas in the outfield, so I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. You you've been through some hard times. Uh, all right, we got to talk about the infamous Kyle Lewis. I feel like Kyle's been there forever for some reason. He's definitely been on the top of the Mariners top five for a while. Are we gonna see Kyle Lewis this year eventually? Uh, man, I was so excited when they drafted him. Uh, this is another guy that's it's really just like so much of his profile coming out of Mercer was like, this dude's like one of the best athletes in the draft. And the fact that he got to their pick at 10 or 11 or whatever it was is crazy because um, he looked like the best player in the country, even though he's playing small school in Georgia, you know, not playing the best competition. But like, whatever, the dude tears his ACL in like his 10th professional game. Like, that's. That's just like, all right, well, there goes the explosion, and that's basically what's played out since he's been back. Um, so it's hard it's hard to get as excited about the profile. I'm sure he'll make the big leagues and maybe even as like decent uh decent, you know, average major league hitter, but 
I am it, it just it seems like in general the the profile for him is is just not nearly as, as explosive uh, as it was, and it sucks. It was such a fluky injury too. I don't think it's like an injury prone guy. Uh, I guess although he has some had some other injuries, I, so I'm a fan, but. At this point, I'm way more optimistic about Evan White contributing in a significant way than him. Um, but in terms of does he make it in 2019, 37 games in Double A last year, or so or this year, so I am, and it was not very good. So yeah, I honestly would guess that we don't see him uh, this season. Um, but it's hard though because like if he's if he goes to Double A and kills it, like now it's like oh shit, you know now we're gonna get. Kyle Lewis, you know, like here we go. Like now, yeah. if he, if he, if he starts to figure it out, like now we can start getting excited. Uh, yeah, that's a, that'd be a nice surprise, though. Yeah, I mean, if not, like you know, it's it's it, it, now we're just you know going into another you know draft bust, and it sucks because I really do think a lot of it just has to do with the timing of the injury and the injury itself. But yeah, I think the I think the injury, you know, the the one thing about ACLs, and you don't see it in baseball as much. You see it in mm-hmm. football all the time, obviously. And they always say it's a 12-month recovery, but you're not yourself until two years later, two yeah. seasons later. So that would be this year for Kyle Lewis. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Lewis started to turn it around a little bit once he starts to trust his body a little bit more and it's actually fully healed for MLB baseball. You know, it's fully healed to walk around and go hang out, but mm-hmm. the play a pro sport is totally different. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if Kyle Lewis actually had a, a good you know, if he's some, if he could ambush some balls down there and in double A, maybe get moved to the triple A, and with Seattle kind of being in that like you know tweener mode at the moment, I wouldn't be surprised to see him called up and actually have a a, a good a good year. I would say, but Evan White's another guy that's a a solid guy that you know now all of a sudden gets pushed back to what your number five prospect. So you, the pipeline is better than it was at least. It's replenished. So let's put it that way. Yeah, that's a great word. Yeah, for it, also, I mean, it is replenished because it was pretty bare. Yeah, I mean, it was no, it was absolutely the bottom, and it's still not like there is all these kind of dumb tweets. It's like, oh well, they they trade everybody on top five farm. It's like, no, they don't. They, they, no, they wouldn't because they even if they suddenly got more top one hundred prospects, the depth is non-existent. So it's it's like even if you have a nice top ten, that's not what gives you like the reason that the Padres have the best farm system is because they have fifty guys that you could conceivably imagine being a top 100 prospect so that's, they would all be top 10 in the red sox system so that's oh that's yeah exactly red true system is terrible yeah, red yeah. Like, that's because we're all playing we're all playing in the major leagues at this point or we traded everybody for a major league no, of course it doesn't matter just, yeah who cares but like it, it's it's but it's true right it's like it's at some point you know, there's a cost to that and that's what that's what dimbrowski's gonna do and that's fine you know you, you you figure it out and obviously red sox fans aren't thinking about it so it doesn't matter but um for depoto yeah it makes it makes sense to replenish it and i'm excited about a lot of these guys um but uh but yeah and, and evan white i mean he he had an, an awesome season really awesome second half too so uh so i know i know it's hard to get excited about first baseman but he uh he's he's a really interesting guy he's he's a backwards guy too which you don't see very often the guy who hits right throws left that yeah barely that is, exists that is weird anymore yeah and he's a big um, dude too yeah, he's a big. I saw him in the fall league, uh, and he is—he's—he's he's large. So and, uh, you're good. one step closer to being like unhandcuffed by this Felix Hernandez contract. You got to be pretty excited about that. Uh, that's true. One uh, more year. So like, so here's the thing. I, it's so hard because I obviously love Felix. He's the best. He is like one of the big reasons I'm a Mariners fan. Blah blah blah. Um. He has clearly not done what he's needed to do to figure his new reality out. Now, some of that you might be able to attribute to him. Some of that you can attribute to coaching. Some of that you can attribute to the way that they've handled him, the way that they've treated him uh, over the last two seasons. Some of it falls on him. You know, some of it falls on the situation. Some of it falls on just like the dude doesn't throw hard anymore, right? Now we're at a situation where clearly there's one year left. The Mariners are not trying to win. Whereas in this season, 2018, when they were winning, right? They were, they had to move into the bullpen because they were winning and they couldn't afford to start him. Right. Yeah. Now I hope that he comes into spring training and realizes like, look, I am, you know, one of the best pitchers that this franchise has ever seen. I have been here for 15 years and this is, I, I owe it to this organization to, you know, try and figure something out for this last season and hopefully get a chance to pitch and like be respectable 
as he was. Like, of course, he's never going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball anymore. That's fine. It's long, long ship is long sailed. But like, the dude needs to make it back to respectable big leaguer. He still has one of the best changeups in the league and a, and one of the best curveballs in the league, honestly, too. Right? Like, the fastballs evaporated. So, I just hope for his sake and for Mariners fans' sake, who are going to be looking for stuff to here, that we can see Felix just be fine and just have a few moments of brilliance have a good you know seven or eight inning start there and just have him go out on respectable terms uh because that is what he deserves and that's what i think uh we deserve as fans who who have watched him struggle and may not ever see him pitch in the postseason which is super depressing um but but yeah again also only 32 right so many innings on that arm though yeah, oh, no, yeah. of course, and that's that's what it does, right? That's what it does. You can't you can't you can't uh, you can't throw thirty starts in ten straight years and not not expect it to to to, to start to come unless you're Verlander and you're a freak. But yeah, unless um, you're a freak. But he's more a CC Sabathia, where you know workhorse in Milwaukee, and then went over to the Yankees, and and they worked him hard, and he had to. I think you're 100 percent correct as well, and I'm with you 100 yeah. percent. Where CC reimagined himself, he became a yeah. pitcher, not a thrower. And Felix yeah. has not gotten – I don't know if it's an eagle thing. Like you said, if it's a him thing, oh, if yeah. it's a situation it, it, thing. It goes a lot of ways. And, and it's yeah. not like Felix, Felix was never – Felix was a thrower when he was 19. But, like, yeah. Felix is a freaking pitcher. But this is new It's new stuff, right? So he has to figure it out. Now, CC is a little different. CC is a good comparison, right? CC is one example of this, right? CC was stuff's getting worse. Figures got to learn – yeah, got to learn to pitch, not just close my eyes and throw hard. Figures it out. Yep. Now, there's another side of the spectrum, which is Jared Weaver. Uh, oh, where, that's a good one too. Where you lose it, and it's just it, you just can't because you're throwing so slow, and the stuff is so bad that it just doesn't matter anymore, right? Like Felix still has major league quality stuff. Yeah, his movement's still good. Like his, yeah, yeah he could still yeah. throw his junk so it's, across the it's plate. It's just about like the fastball velocity combined with a command just led to him giving up a crazy number of home runs, right? Yeah, he gave so, up like close to thirty. But he he still has he still conceivably has the tools to be an effective major league pitcher. And it just didn't look like he had any desire to do that in 2018. And that sucked. And I hope that he can do that. And I hope that they give him the chance to do that uh, in some capacity in 2018. That is how I feel about Felix Hernandez. Well, it's like you have guys like Furlander, who's basically reimagined himself. CeCe, who reimagined himself. Smoltz, to I mean, an extent, once he got older, reimagined himself. I. Verlander is in entirely his own category. Yeah, I don't even consider Yeah, freaking nature. He is a totally different thing. Like, because there's no, he did not reimagine. He was literally as good as he'd ever been this year. Like, (laughs) and throwing just as hard. So he is in his class of his own. I don't even think of it, but basically every other pitcher has to, is kind of faces this reality. Right. Uh, And, and Felix has taken it to it, to it in about as worse a way as you can. And of course, the only reason he's even been given a chance is because he's making so much freaking money. Um, But I face the franchise for years. Yeah. But I, I really do that he can can find a way to, to kind of go out and be be reasonably decent. So oh, that's I mean, that what's about the right. uh, what's the five going to be on opening day? What do you think? Hernandez, so here, I was thinking, go, go ahead. Yes. So in in relate related to this, like someone someone asked me this uh, recently, like who starts on opening day? Like whatever, it's it's not really that important, right? But like it's an interesting question because. If I my money right now would be on Marcus Gonzalez, uh, because he was quietly super good the whole season. Um, it's exactly the kind of like solid, just really steady, great, great, great command uh, left-handed pitcher that Jared got when he traded away beloved Tyler O'Neill. Um, so. <laughs> And and Jerry loves Marco, and Marco's like he's the pitcher that they clearly want to like build around, right? He's not he's not going to blow you away, but like he's really good, and and I like Marco. So like symbolically, he would make sense to like be the guy starting as we move into this next chapter of Mariners baseball, right? Now you also have Mike Leach, who's still fine and can, is going to pitch forever, and I I I I honestly love Mike Leach, but he's another guy that I think is the most likely guy to get traded uh, before before opening day. So I don't think he's going to be there or. It's going to be Fe- or Felix somehow shows up to camp and is like, "Here I go! I'm I'm amazing! I'm back to being fine." Maybe they give it to him because it's like, "Here's your last opening day start for us," and that's kind of cool, right? So who knows? But in terms of the five, I mean, I know you asked me who's opening day starter. In terms of the five, Leak for sure if he's there. 
Gonzalez, LeBlanc. I love Wade LeBlanc. What a thing. Uh, and I think at this point, I assume unless Felix just shows up looking terrible in the spring training, I guess they'll probably let him to be in the rotation again because I don't think Sheffield is going to make the team out of spring training. Um, so yeah, I mean maybe. I assume they'll sign. They're gonna. They're just gonna sign some random veteran pitchers on one-year deals that they could flip at the deadline. So yeah, uh, ask me again in March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll come back for that fifth start. Only in March. the only sure thing are Gonzalez and LeBlanc. Yeah, I agree. I mean, LeBlanc's another one. Great contract on him. A lot of club options, which is perfect. Um, <laughs> I mean, LeBlanc, sorry. Yeah, so LeBlanc. And then Gonzalez. And yeah, he's the guy that's going to be for the future. And I agree. I think it's going to be Felix just because you guys aren't going to contend. So who cares, right? And one day isn't going to matter. So that that makes a lot of sense last opening start and last opening day and all here's that. the other thing though i will mention i don't know how much this matters but like opening day for them is going to be in japan so they're going to have some weird stuff going on anyway in terms of scheduling and in terms of who's ready based on who's in spring so yeah, yeah it's still the first game of the season but it's not like they're going to we know they're going to be in safe go so um they're going to be on kind of a weird schedule so it might just end up being like whoever's the most ready yeah, which yeah, I didn't even know that. So that makes sense. And obviously, if Felix isn't double ready on top of that, they're definitely not going to throw tenor and runs in two innings. Would that would happen? So right. we want to avoid that. Yep, I agree. So moving on to the bullpen, Austin. Uh, I don't know how you how much to, you know about the bullpen. Do we have to do we have to talk about the bullpen? It's, it's, we do because oh, it looks like Texas is. It's so yeah. Bad. We want to know yeah, like what is going this on. This is like, where yeah. This is where they will be really bad because, honestly, a lineup of Malix, Hanniger, Carlos Santana, Kyle Seager is not terrible. That can find a way uh, to win baseball fine. games. Like it's they fine. did last yeah, year, it was very similar. It's yeah, it's totally, it's totally fine, right? Uh, I have no idea who is going to close. Now, obviously, you're going from literally the best reliever in the league to essentially nobody. So that's what, the, of course, is what you would expect, right? Um, now, they got Swarzak in the Cano deal. Yeah. Uh, Swarzak was awesome in 2017, and I was a big fan of him, and I thought it was a good signing for the Mets at the time, and then he was just really hurt. So my guess, if he makes it to spring training, because, of course, he could be traded too, as we all could. We could all be traded before spring Yeah, training. at this point, you might be traded to painting corners full-time. You never even know. I, dude, I might, Jerry is going to train me to another fan base. I mean, so my guess is if Swarzak makes it to spring training and he's healthy, he will absolutely be closing uh, until he'll save 20 games and then they'll trade him. Great. Now, after that, I mean, I love Dan Altavilla. One of the other few holdovers. Dude throws really hard. He had a lot this year, um, but I'm optimistic about him. Uh, Matt Festa is another one of their top prospects who I know is not a top prospect in any other farm system, but the dude's pretty good. Uh, I love Rowanis, of course. I love Yoannis, so I'm going to love Rowanis. Uh, <laughs> Rowanis Elias is fun. He'll probably be starting some games, though. He actually might be another possible lock for the rotation, which is kind of depressing. Jason Bradford, he's fine. Charnar, I like Sharn Armstrong. He came on really, really, really uh, well at the end of last season. And then Tui Valala, also, who got hurt at the end of the like as soon as he got there from St. Louis, uh, he also throws really hard. So they've got they've got guys that throw hard, like whatever. Like one of these guys is going to have to pitch in the ninth inning a few times they're winning at that point, right? Um, but it, who cares? Like it, it, it doesn't matter. Like it ultimately just doesn't matter. Although I guess it will be interesting to see who who steps up because you know Diaz has just been just been so so obvious, such a such a lockdown thing for the last few years. So yeah, I, I haven't I haven't been in a position to think about this for a while. I mean, that was a great recap of the bullpen. You do have some young you know arms that can throw, and Swarzak yeah. was there last two years ago. He was really good for the Mets. Like you said, I don't know if he makes the spring training. If he does, he'll be okay. He'll be a deadline guy. You'll get a 15th ranked prospect from like the Nationals or something, whatever. That's fine. But you do have some guys that have thrown, but yeah, this is where games will be lost. You know, yes. runs will be scored. Yes. Does look like Texas, yes. like Austin said, it's very mishmash, kind of just like, man, these guys might be good in a couple of years, but now we're hurting. I would imagine um, that. You know, Swarzak could be that guy. There are also a lot of other closers out there. Like, I don't think they're going to sign any of the big names, but like, I could see them just giving Joaquin Soria one year deal and like flipping him, right? Like, there are other ways you can fill out the bullpen with veteran guys that you're planning on trading, right? We see, we see teams do this all the time. Um, so, there's definitely room for them to just 
give that a shot. Uh, I will also say another prospect shout out, Art Warren, who has really come on uh, in the last couple of years for them and looked awesome in big league camp uh, last year, uh, was not protected for the rule five. They did not put him on the 40 man, even after they, before they traded everybody away. Right. Um, and that was really weird. And I don't totally understand that because he is like close to big league ready. And it's like, why the hell else? Like who the hell else are you? protecting for this 40 man so yeah if they he, had, lose him, he had a really good I, year last year too he was great yeah arts are then he yeah again like he kind of kind of up and down had, had a little bit of injury there but like i don't know like that's if they lose him in the rule five i'm it, again these are such minor things like who can't like i shouldn't be that mad about these things but it's like that just seems like bad roster management so well no that's know. exactly I, what it I is i mean he's you know, a 25 year old guy with a 70 fastball like or yeah. was it 65, exactly. 70 fastball? Like he, exactly. he has a, a, a top-of-the-line MLB-ready fastball, and you're just going to give him away for nothing. I'd be pissed off about that, too. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And also, uh, they just gave away James Pazos in the Sakura trade. That's true. So, so uh, like, we knew D- – like, I, I guess we kind of knew Diaz was going to be gone. I, I knew Colome was out, and Nicasio also made sense to be traded. But, like – Pazos just like what the hell like he could have that there aren't a lot of left-handers to throw that hard so that was a little disappointing to see too so you've obviously been gutted this roster has been gutted guys that you like have gone guys I'm sure that you didn't like are gone what was the worst trade in your opinion of the ones that have gone on since the Zunino trade oh Segura the Segura trade still I mean we've talked about it enough already but like I I don't understand, like, all the things said about how Segura, they clearly wanted to get rid of him for whatever reasons. Like, the dude's a top 10 shortstop who's 27 on a good contract. Like, how can you not? Like, you should be getting, especially if you're taking on the Carl Santana deal, how are you not getting? They should be sending you something. Yeah, like, I I don't get how we're throwing in extra stuff. Like, that is just not compute in my head. Um, And yeah, and then all the other ones, like, I know some people didn't like the Paxson return. I hated it. it. Yeah, like, if you don't think Justice is a starter, of course you're going to hate it. Like, Swanson is as boring as it gets, but, like, he's performed at every level, and, you know, he's definitely going to be in the big leagues at some point this year. And Dom Thompson-Williams, it's like, I mean, you have to... You know, the, the thing, it's always so weird. I was, I was, talking, to, I was talking to Jake about this recently. Um, like... Jake is the other it says member of Cess Family Barbecue. For this yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, it's weird because in these in these returns, right? So, like, when 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 a team trades for Dom Thompson Williams, everyone's like, oh, what? He's, what, the 23rd ranked prospect? Like, who cares, right? Like, what a terrible return, right? Because you're just going off of whatever prospect ranking you last saw, right? But, like, you have to remember that someone in the Mariners believes that Dom Thompson Williams is going to be a good big leaguer, Right? Like, like that's the whole point. Like you, the prospects, we would get excited about the Jared Clinics of the world because he was a first round pick, right? We get excited about the Justin Sheffields because you know he's a top prospect, Justin Dunn, whatever. All these guys, but like clearly they're they're acquiring guys. In our head, it's like, oh no, but he's a throw in who's in high A and has done this. He's at the twenty. Who cares? But like someone is looking at Dom Thompson Williams. It's like, oh, like that guy can be a good big league player. They're not trading for these guys to to be to help their double a team win a championship like the point is that they think that he's gonna eventually be a big league that doesn't mean that he's going to be right but it's it's, it's a very hard thing to kind of separate uh, uh because it, it doesn't it doesn't fully compute um and honestly you don't have to look that much farther a little bit of a different situation you don't have to look look much farther than mitch hanniger who was a top prospect in milwaukee traded to arizona he's stuck at the top of their system they're not really giving him a chance you know Jerry identifies like, okay, this is a guy that we think could just be a good big leaguer right now. And there you, I mean, I don't think he expects him to be this good, but there you go. Uh, you know, at the time it was like, oh, they're throwing this, this triple A outfielder. Who's like had a little bit of success. Like that's what it was for Hanniger, Right. And now he's an all-star who just put up a six month season. So again, I'm not saying this is not me. I, I also thought the return was light, but I just think that that's an important thing that we need to keep in mind when we assess all these trades. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's not about the number because like we've talked about before, number one in, in the Red Sox prospect pool is probably like number 25 for the Padres. So it's not the right. number right, for right, sure. Right. And, and if you look at 
him. He actually had a sneaky good year, and he's a little bit older. He's 23. But you know what? Mm-hmm. He could be good. And like you said, someone believes in him that he can make an impact at the big league mm-hmm. level at some point, mm-hmm. which is yep. the goal of every trade is to make sure that everyone you get plays for your big league team. Exactly. My whole thing, and we can we can get into now. I'm sure Austin, unless you want to, unless you want to talk about something else with the team, but I am on the impression that the Mariners should have been buying because of they're not Oakland, they're not Tampa, where they're that low with budget. They have people that show up. They have a passionate fan base in Seattle. Seattle sports does. They just got a hockey team today. They were dating this podcast, but you got a hockey team today. The twelfth man out in Seattle. Whatever you want to say about, it, at least they sell out. You know, they people show up. Supersonics, people say they should go back all the time. And the Mariners have people that show up too, and, and they're passionate fans. They had a team that was an Oakland runaway from sneaking into the wild card for the first time in like 20 years. And they go out and blow it up, which I don't agree with. But you want to blow it up, fine. But the returns for these guys, I feel like they got hosed in every single deal almost. And I want to know what, how you feel about if they should have been buying, if they should be selling, if you agree with the fire sale, and if you agree that, or how you feel about the trades themselves. Yeah, I mean, I fall somewhere in the middle. Like, I mostly... It's definitely hard to assess the trades, like what kind of leverage you have when everyone knows you're trading everything, Right. And Jerry wanting to do it all so quickly is hard to assess because most GMs would just wait, 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 wait for the best offer. Sometimes that bites you in the ass, right? Sometimes you wait, 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 no one offers you anything. And now you're either stuck with your player or you're making a, you know, a crappy trade at the end of the offseason anyway. And that happens to guys too, right? And yeah, so, that, I mean, that's Henry Owens for us. He was, we could have got Cole <laughs> oh, Hamels for Henry dude. Owens. And oh, Henry yeah, Owens. Henry Owens was Jeez. untouchable, you know, the next big yeah. thing, the next Clay Buckle to the next Pedro, right, 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 and he blows. Yeah, uh, it's okay. You have Trey Ball. Oh, uh, yeah, so- yeah. We got Castillo. We got a bunch of guys. That was mean. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. So that part is tough to assess in terms of whether he. I mean, of course, you, that doesn't mean you can't still judge the trades. Now, in terms of whether they should have been going for it, I mostly agree with you. I would have ran it back another season because if you're this close to, you know, making the postseason for this long, and like, ugh, I mean, this is me also just being salty, but like. I'm sorry, Oakland, it's not just what they did. I'm looking ahead to next year, and I'm seeing that, look at their rotation. Who the hell is going to be pitching for them? Like, it's, it's, it's and I understand that that they're, they have an awesome young core. They have, you know, Chris Davis is amazing. Matt Chapman is completely amazing. Matt Olson is amazing. Like, I, look, they have a very, they still have a good team, and I, I, I understand that they are better than I believe. But, like, I, okay, the A's rotation, I'm looking at it right now. It lists Sean Manaya, who will be coming off a serious shoulder injury. Andrew Triggs, who was not anywhere to be found at the end of the season, was hurt the entire And Paul Blackburn. There is nobody else listed. How can uh, you tell me that that yeah. team is supposed to do win 97 games again? Like, there's just there's no chance. I, I know that they did the magic trick this year. But, like, I'm looking at Oakland. I'm like, no, they're not doing it again. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm saying that they're just as good as the Mariners are if they had done nothing this year. Let alone... The Angels are trash, and they will. The AL West is oh. a graveyard for pitchers outside of <laughs> it, Houston. It's the AL West is a graveyard for just big bad contracts too. You look at the Angels, you just look at some of the longer contracts, even in Seattle. You look Sinsu at Sinsu Chu in Texas. Yeah, yeah, Sinsu Chu in Texas. It's just, it, it it's crazy, and 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 I agree with Oakland. I think they're good team. Daniel Mennion is another guy that, that's hit or miss. Like a, he's a that's four true. ERA guy that I will throw like no that. hitter one day and then you know get lit up the next. And I actually like Mennion. I think he's great. Great must, mustache on the guy too. But Oakland is just the same. Like, if you look at the trade deadline last year, Seattle was the better team. And I still think they had with Diaz in the bullpen. You you could have just picked. Look at all the closers. Look at everything like that. That's why I think the Mets trade was awful for them, too, because they could have picked up DJ LeMahieu, and they could have picked up Robertson, Britton, Kimbrell, anybody else, and it would have been just yeah. as good. And then you could have hosed Seattle. Sorry. For Gene Shagira, the way that Philly did, and you could have given them Kalanick for Shagira, and you could have had Shagira, LeMahieu, Kimbrell for like free. So I just don't understand where some of these GMs go. And like you said, it does bite you in the ass, but it's just a fire sale. And I feel like he's taking anything. The first thing that comes across his table is like, yep, trade him. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't go that far. Like, 
I, for the Mets one specifically, like I don't like tying Diaz to Cano and made and decreasing his value. However, yeah, I agree. At the same time, at the same time, like if you love Jared Kelenic, like there is a situation where he is the best player that you think you can get. And if if it comes down to I'm trying to, and they've said they've said this publicly now, if they're saying we believe that Jared Kelenic was the best player in the 2018 draft, then yeah, if he becomes available, you're gonna trade for him. Like that, like at some point, like you're just taking the best player that you're. And if he was the best player you're going to get in any of the deals, if that's better than maybe a, a combination of pitchers from the Braves or from the Phillies, right? Like, my guess is that their preference is just to go get the best player. That doesn't mean it makes it a good trade, right? But like that logic, I can understand with, in particularly related to Kellenic. Yeah, you can live with that. Yeah. Again, I already talked about the cigar trade. That sucks. Zanino, yeah, no, I'm also no. surprised they didn't get more from, but that's hard for me to not be supervised because I love him so much. But also, Malik's is great. And like you could argue they're probably similarly valuable major leaguers to a degree. So, yeah, no, that, that one that I can live a little more. The secure one, I just can't make yeah, sense. The secure one sucks. And, and yeah, and, and the Paxton one, right. Like, you know, Sheffield, Paxton, yeah, just, yeah. If you I believe mean... it, it's hard. Paxton comes with a lot, a lot of risk. He is awesome but he comes with a lot of risk. Do you think um, Paxton is an ace? Uh, yes. I okay. think Paxton is one of the 12 best pitchers in the league. I agree with that see, one. See, I think he is a average, above-average pitcher with flashes. I think a comparable to him is what Erod is on the oh Red Sox. Oh, my God. No. no. I, I, no. Yes, and, and here, I'm going to tell you <laughs> no. why. I'm going to tell you why. No, this no, is what we talk about not. all the time. No. no. <laughs> I, I, I will die on this mountain. And oh boy. If you look at the last like the 30 starts. Moment. Yep, I have. Yeah. If you look at like the last 30 starts or 20 starts, I forgot what the number was because I, I, I bring up the numbers, Dave. Let's go. You know what? I'm gonna send I'm gonna yeah. send uh I'm gonna send you guys a DM after this. And Erod and Paxton's like last, I don't know, like 20, 30 starts were almost identical to ERA. And his he averaged like two-thirds of more of an inning. Paxton's never pitched over 166 innings, correct? Mm-hmm. He, yes. yeah, that's he, he's known for throwing complete gems and then also falling off the bridge, correct? He's not, he really is never bad. It's just he's hurt. Yes. <laughs> he's so, just very similar great to a guy, very similar to a guy out in Boston who was traded I'm one going for to one slam for Andrew Miller. My head up against the wall. Yep. Very similar for a guy out in Boston who was traded one for one for Andrew Miller, who also gets to around 160 innings, then gets hurt either from freak injuries, like jumping over a guy landing on first There's base. There's no upper body injuries. Just put it that way. Nope. And yeah, no. And has dazzled at times, eight innings, seven innings, one run, couple hits, but also has that hump and has that hype behind him where he's going to be a legit number two. He's going to be a legit number two. Just wait, just wait. He's only 24. I think they're very similar. I think Paxton is a legitimate number two, but I think he's a number three on most teams with the potential to be an ace, but I don't think I don't put him in the top 10 yet. For me, I want to see him pitch 200 innings oh and hold God. that ERA around three, five. Jordan, That's please just, shoot uh, him down. That Well, first of all, nobody throws 200 innings anymore. So yeah. that you can basically... When Stop. they gave Blake oh, Snell to Cy Young with his amount of innings, that basically, basically yeah, ended that was the injury. injury though. That was injury for him. If he was healthy, he would have pitched. Get away from your mic, Dave. Get away from your mic. I, it's so far away. <laughs> uh, Jordan, shoot him yeah. down. I mean, like, I, right? If you look at the 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 basic uh, the basic numbers this year, I know that they're not as they're not as flattering as they were a year ago. Um, but he was dealing with all kinds of weird. I mean. Dude, talk about freak injuries. Are you kidding? Paxton's getting attacked oh, by he's, Eagles. Yeah, he's Eagles. like yep. falling downstairs yep. somehow. Oh, like, yeah. You know, I, I, I see it. Now, it sucks because I, I do like Erod, and now I don't like Erod <laughs> because, because of your crazy opinions. <laughs> that's my hot take. With I'm, I'm not a hot take guy, but that's oh, my MLB hot take. You are that now. is my MLB hot take, along with I think Manny Machado be a, is a better baseball player than Bryce Harper. That's my other hot take. Not a hot take. Not a hot take. I disagree with you. Not a hot take. A lot of people. All right. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the point is, is that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, but, but okay. Well, all to your points. Let's say you're even five percent right. Yep. Which it, which sounds crazy. That he comes with a lot of risk, which is true. He hasn't thrown a lot of it, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also think the ceiling is way higher than uh, Erod could ever dream of. And, yes, uh, I agree. The ceiling for him is higher than Erod, one hundred percent. 
uh, could ever dream of. So I'm not saying he'll work out perfectly for uh, for the uh, for the Yankees, but also whatever. Two years of control left, and if if uh, you know once Jerry committed to the to not being good this year, then why is he going to be good next? You know, it's whatever. If it's all part of the bigger plan, then yeah, you gotta you gotta get rid of him. Yeah, no, uh, you guys are looking for 2022, 2023 at this point. I which, think we've which, seen the best of Erod. I don't think we've seen the best of Paxton. Uh, I mostly agree with that. I think I agree with that. I don't know, but he, your your opinion is still insane. So Dave yeah. Dave has I'm, some off the wall ones where I'm just like, what do you do? You, did you run that through your head? Listen, anything. No, it's fine. Anything I respect that I ever, it, dude. Anything that I ever run out with, I always put in a pen to paper and actually look things up. Uh, yeah, we all have stupid opinions. I will defend. Yes, we do. JP Crawford and I also defend yes. jerks and Profard in my grave. Yes, I love Jerkson. Sure. I love Profar. He, I, yeah, he's the man, and I hope that he uh, finds a way to be successful in the big leagues somehow. <laughs> Probably not, though. Uh, any prospects in the system that you just love? Ooh, good question. Good question. Good question, Austin. I do really like Justin Dunn, by the way. I was a big fan of him at Boston College. I know that Kellenic's the headliner, but uh, I'm very excited about him. Justice Sheffield is the man. Like, I know there's questions about him as a player, but like, Talk to him with the futures game. Like that guy is very, very cool and very fun to root for. So uh, I'm excited about him. And then Julio Rodriguez. I mean, I don't know how much you guys have, have followed him, but like, I feel like every year. I'm look. I'm not saying he's a Cunha. Obviously not. <laughs> You're gonna call me crazy. But every year there's you know a couple guys that show up in the DSL and just kick ass and they're the best player in the league and they come stateside and they dominate and they're just immediately one of the top. You know. 50 prospects in baseball, and I think there's a decent chance that that is Julio Rodriguez. Uh, so stay tuned on him. Yeah, that's a nice. That's a nice. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and remember that. So like mid year, I'm gonna be like, how are we doing? Yeah, I mean, he. I assume he'll start in Low A uh, in in now West Virginia, not Clinton, which is good. Um, and then I guess the one other guy that I'll mention who is excited. I like Josh Stowers, the the second rounder that they got last year or this year, uh, from Louisville. He's fun. But then yeah, the yeah. other guy I'll mention, since we were talking about the terrible, disastrous bullpen, is Wyatt Mills, who's a side armor who throws 96. What? Uh, who was, yeah, he's legit. I mean, he was only in high A last year, but he was a college guy from Gonzaga, and uh, he was in the Arizona Fall League, and he is super nasty. He did, was not very good in double A in a little a few outings last year, but I think he has a chance to move very quickly. Um, and be in the big leagues in 2019. He's basically the only reliever that Jerry has not traded uh, in the minors. <laughs> yeah, he also had so, an unreal year in high A. Like, he was light yeah. out in high A. Yeah, and that's in the California League, so that's not easy to do. No, that's a, that's a legit league out there. So, will, uh, so yeah, so I, I like Wyatt Mills. Will the Mariners have more wins than the Angels next year? Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that question so much. I can't even describe to you how much I enjoy the Angels not being good. It's the best. Like, like they're wasting yeah, Mike like, Trout, and I don't understand It's just, yep. it literally doesn't matter what they do. Like, do you remember when they won the offseason last year? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the last, like, four like, years. Oh, when they also, by the way. Cozart's going to be great. I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way, like, Otani is amazing. Yeah, oh, amazing. my God. He's, he's, he, he's And it sucks. Like, by the way, uh, Saturday is the one-year anniversary of him picking the Angels and Mariners fans uh, being depressed. Do we think for, he did research uh, before? Like, did he think the Angels I were going to be good? really don't want to get to this because it sends me in a lot of very <laughs> dark... It sends them, Jordan, in a bad place. Yes. Uh, so let's not do that again. But the point is, is they have Otani, who is amazing. They have Mike Trout, who's maybe the best player of all time. Uh, yeah. And they can't, they can't figure it out. And it's just funny to me. So uh, I would still probably pick the Angels at this point because I think that they have some moves to make this offseason that could make them somewhat decent. But I also think they're the Angels, and no matter what they do, they will continually win 82 games and not matter. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. pretty accurate. But I will say that I maintain that I think I, I have – if there's one thing that I've learned tonight, it is that the Mariners will still be better than the Rangers, and I feel very good about that. I can assure you yeah. of that one, and I would honestly – like if you gave me an over-under, if you told me the Mariners were going to win X amount of games, I would tell you that the Rangers aren't going to be within probably 10 games. <laughs> they are that <laughs> so. bad. Like I live in Texas. So I have the yeah. unfortunate deal of seeing Rough Riders games and seeing going to basically any any baseball game that I can. The Rangers system is so dry. It's 
the worst. Like, when dude, it used to be so good. Oh, it used, used to be to amazing. Be so good. Yeah. Like, like, like 10, 11, yeah. Biggest oh, joke dude, that Dr. I've ever seen. Dr. Pepper Ballpark. Is it's the have best. you been? It's beautiful. Yeah, man. I love yep. I love Frisco. Oh, but oh, I'm sorry. Are you? Because I love Willie Calhoun. And I Willie Calhoun is a DH. Is a like. Oh, like he can't play defense. Think about this. Think about this. Think about Dan Vogelbach. It's like, of course he's a DH. I mean, look at him, right? Right. But like Willie Calhoun is like five eight, and he's a DH. Yeah, that's like the great. That's the best. That's the, <laughs> that's the greatest best. thing ever. I love that. <laughs> I believe Willie. I think Willie's gonna hit this year, and you're gonna eat your words. And I will. I don't. It's, you there's that you nothing. Were wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with his bat. He might be the worst defensive outfielder I've ever seen in my entire life. And I had to watch yes. JD Martinez half the year. Like, listen, right. Jane Martinez just takes bad routes. Stop. Okay, I don't want to hear this it. Is another just takes one. bad routes. <laughs> this is another just one. Takes bad routes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He just takes bad routes. So he's a that's, bad. That's ninety percent of playing in an outfielder. Yep. What kind of crazy defense is that? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Uh, every time he comes up, I'm like, yeah, he just takes bad routes. People are like, but that's the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, no, just bad routes anyway. Oh man, wow. we're, okay. we get well, stubborn with just, some of our opinions. Like, I almost what? If that's one, that's one I like. To that's piss people like. off, then I then God bless. I mean, that's hilarious. But no, that's one. That's the one I like to troll with. with yeah, which is just like that's, you know, that's just whatever. Top notch. That's I almost, yeah, top-notch I almost fought a Royals yeah. fan the other day because he said he was like Alex Gordon was a better hitter and outfielder than ben, Andrew Benintendi this year. I was like, listen, sir, I would ask you, <laughs> hey, listen, nice, sir, like, listen. shut your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo, hey, I, dude. Speaking of teams, where let's just let them be. I mean, the Royals are also in a world of hurt, so we don't need a pile yeah. on. Yeah, you guys aren't the Royals, right? That's always yeah. Should, they, uh, should you guys make t-shirts? What a fall, by the way. I will defend uh, Willie, and uh, and I will. You want to defend stand. any other I... Ranger prospects? Ooh, um... <laughs> I love Taylor Hearn. So There's Taylor Hearn is pretty awesome. I do like Taylor Hearn a lot. Uh, also, Bubba Thompson is the man. Yep. We were with him when he got drafted. Oh, that guy's great. I'm excited. We got an interview with Julio Pablo Martinez, right? And oh yeah, JP. We realized that he didn't speak English that much. So yeah, no, definitely not. He's from Cuba, he and was those like, guys. We, he was like, he messaged. He was like, I don't speak English. I was like, well, this is good. <laughs> That's awesome. Good start. Good start. Uh, no, but I think the Rangers are bad. Also, I mean, God, I'm just like looking at these rotations. I just like. I think the Mariners have a better rotation than the three other teams. I that's what I was do. about and to they, ask you. I was like, yeah, no, rank they the do. rotations. They, yeah, they legitimately do. Like, okay. Oh, my God, the Rangers. I mean, whatever. It's a long offseason. These teams, especially the Angels, I assume will go out and do something. And of course probably, they are. I mean, the Oakland Angels. Really has to. Yeah, they'll, they'll spend money on someone that's way Oak- past their prime. Oakland has to. So, um, I just like, yeah, I just like, I don't, I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Again, it's not going to matter. They're not going to be anywhere near the wild card. Um, but I will leave. I, I know we've gone a little long here. I, I'm going to leave you with this thought. I'm going to leave you with this thought. Okay. Let's hear it. What if they're not that bad? What if? <laughs> what if? This is the best. Hold on, hold on. Ready? Ready? No, no. I feel, like I, like, I feel the dreams right now. You're just gonna tell me this inspirational thing. Let me hear it. This is not something I believe, but I I'm gonna say this. Okay. There are look. You look at the teams like the Rangers. You look at the teams like the Orioles and the Royals and the Marlins. Right? It's like there's literally zero path for this team to be good. Zero. Zero. So none. Zip. Right. 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 Now, the Mariners, they're a one percenter. They're a one percenter team, folks. This is a team, as I said, they have six win Mitch Haniger. You gotta believe. You gotta believe that Mitch Haniger is one of the best ten outfielders in, in baseball. Okay, if he's still there, you still yeah, have yeah. if he makes you have it. Carl Santana. You have Carl Santana, you have JP Crawford fulfilling the prophecy of the prospect list from the three legacy. years ago. Woo-woo. You have Kyle Seeger. You have Kyle Seeger bouncing back. You have D Gordon hitting three hundred and stealing seventy bags. And you have <laughs> Mal Smith. Malik Smith, by the way, will also hit 300 and steal 60 bags, which is going to be great. And Jay Brewer, return to form. He will be motivated to reach 300 career home runs. And in fact, he will reach 400 career home runs because Jay Bruce will be hitting a home run every time he comes to the plate for the 2019 Seattle Mariners. And, and Felix Hernandez is going to return to form and going to be Cy Young votes because he is motivated to not let this team go down the Thank shit. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. No, I'm, hey, I'm here. Yep. Answer. So uh, I'm kidding about I'm kidding about half of that stuff, but I will say that it would be funny if, even if it is completely unsustainable, if after the ultimate teardown, after they literally trade seven of their eight best players, 
if they come out and are like 19 and 10 in April. So if they're, <laughs> yeah. like, if they're like the Clippers yeah. this year, like they just trade <laughs> oh, everybody and go. all of a sudden they're good. Yeah. Like what? This doesn't make sense. That would they be also uh, be the number one seed in the Western yeah. Conference. Absolutely. Um, I just want yeah. I just want y'all to take a few games from the Astros because I absolutely hate them more than anything I've ever known in my entire life. You should have said that when we opened, my man. Oh, my <laughs> would have been, would you have know been what best the worst thing is about them besides half of the roster who I hate? There's a few on there. Like I love Altuve. <laughs> I love Altuve. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't love Altuve? Yeah, it's no, tough. You know, Correa. Correa is nice. I mean, he's the prototype. Let's be real here. But that cocky oh, motherfucker at third base, I want to punch him in the face <laughs> so oh, bad. I love him. I love that man. Uh, 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 no, Bregman's the best. Sorry. I mean, of course, like, you're supposed to hit him. but Yeah, I uh, love Bregman. He's the best, so sorry. Him and A-Rod uh, yeah. running on a beach together was like, it was like all the hate in me, like, went in my <laughs> eyes. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> fans are the worst, too. The fans act like they've won a million World Series. I'm like, so you know you only have one, right? You... <laughs> You have the only one in the state of Texas. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, I say that the 2019 Seattle Mariners, ready? Insane take. Ready? Crazy, insane, ridiculous take. We're ready. Ready. Uh, they are going to be a 500 team. Oh, Let's wow. go. Let's, <laughs> Let's go. go. That's, print the papers. Tag which, by MLB, the way, tag cut four, tag everybody. Which, which, by the way, you know who's not going to be happy about that is Jerry Depp. Because, yeah, uh, that's not what he's doing this for. Yeah. 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 So, now again, by the way, larger point, they're not, you said 2022, 23. No. Like, a lot of these guys are getting are close enough to the big leagues where conceivably it could be decent in two to three years, not five to six like the Astros and Cubs. So, if it goes well, I don't think it's going to take that long. But, 2019 in particular should not be a good season. Yeah. And that is is what we have talked about here. That's honestly, that's perfect. That we'll tag you and then you could just, and then retweet and just be like, listen, they're not that bad. (laughs) Listen to the scenario. This is what has to happen. Hear me out. Hear me out. It sounds wild, but they're not that bad. I mean, whatever. Again, like it's, it's, it's done though. Cause like they don't want to be in the middle, right? They do want to, especially for this year. Like they, they should be worse. Right. So in that way, like I do want them to get rid of, jay bruce and get rid of santana and like because that's the mother problem like santana in particular like he's he's helping them be good for no reason yeah exactly (laughs) yeah he's he's helping them not tank where they need to tank right now they need to finish bottom three in the league and get that unbelievable player that can help out i mean they're not again it would be really hard to finish bottom, but yeah it would be because because those guys already clinched it's like it's yeah they're so much better than kansas city i mean in Texas. Texas. <laughs> that's yeah. the thing, right? That's the thing, right? They can't get below them. They can't get below Detroit. They nope. can't get below Chicago. And eh, Chicago's maybe. Chicago will be a little bit Detroit, and like, the first maybe. thing in my head was, I really hope Cody Clemens doesn't suck this year. Like, Wow. That's a whole God. other conversation. I know. But I do kind of agree with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so that's the thing. You're not going to get below Baltimore, and you're not going to get below Detroit. You're not going to get below Kansas City, and not going to get below Texas. So, And that's just an AL. So... Yeah, uh, for real. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you're not getting below the. Eh, that might be the last team I would say. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it. Not getting below. So sixth pick, I think that's the ceiling. Okay, that's the dream. The dream is sixth. The dream is sixth, but no, the actual dream is for me to be right and them to win. Yes, and sneak in the so, wild card or something. Yeah, that's the actual. What dream. if? The, yeah, what if they like make the wild card and I cut it up? And be like, this was Jordan's prediction like all along. Like he wasn't oh, yeah. kidding at all. <laughs> that's what well doing. yeah i mean i should just offer all of my predictions and you yeah just just, just put them all so, on yeah, here we'll and save it in a little file right yeah right 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 right, right. Yeah, all the hot takes. But we appreciate uh, but yeah, it man. But yeah that's yeah dude this is this is great thank you guys for having me on uh, yeah thank you we uh, really appreciate it's, it it's been a pleasure and i guess i guess i can i can just just mention you can of course find uh, all of my actual work uh cut four where they don't usually love about the mariners but sometimes <laughs> they do so yeah, love so, yeah, Cup but, 4. So, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll yeah, appreciate it. So, but yeah, so yeah, Cup 4, Cespus BBQ on Twitter, and on Snapchat, Instagram, everything. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, go Ems.